Hey guys, it's Dochi from Mudo.com. I was on Twitter today and I saw that there's a hashtag going around called Fight Supremacy. And I thought it was really interesting because it brought into my mind something that I had been thinking yesterday um, based on a video that I um, a video that I created um, two days ago about decentralized autonomous organizations um, and uh, living living software. And uh, you, I'll probably put a link to the video up here so that you guys can check that out if you want to. It's really long. Maybe I'll put a link to the article because the article might be easier to digest. So made that video about decentralized autonomous organization. Yesterday I posted a video about dictionaries and, you know, um, Africans needing to kind of um, come together and uh, create certain things for themselves. And then... Um, you know, I started having this conversation with friends about um, the importance of, um, you know, how Africa, Africa itself, like the, the people of Africa, the countries in it and everything have been so damaged throughout the years through uh, so many different restructurings that have happened. All of that brought me around to coming to this whole topic of fight supremacy. So what is the importance of fight supremacy? So the first thing, the first thing you have to ask yourself before you actually think about why fight why fight supremacy is why supremacy why why does this concept of supremacy white supremacy or or whatever anybody's supremacy um, this whole idea of one particular race or group or gender or or religion dominating all the others why does that exist and we're going to specifically talk about that in terms of government relationships but we can talk about that in terms of um, uh, romantic or family relationships dynamics as well because it's pretty much the same thing it's all about power it's the power struggle so why does so when you're in a when you're in a governing relationship with people whether it's in a uh, corporate environment as far as, as far as a corporate environment so it could be a religious structure it could be a um, political structure and it could be a family structure but as well as, as long as it's a governing structure why does one one particular person or a group of people need to be supreme as in uh, all powerful above the others and why must there be that hierarchy and that is a question that needs to be asked when you talk about this whole fight supremacy concept now um, fight supremacy obviously that is a play on words uh, based off of white supremacy which is something that has been coming up a lot in the news lately. There was a huge white supremacist rally, um, or they call it white nationalist rally. Um, white supremacist, white nationalists used interchangeably um, on the news around this concept that that were kind of fighting for kind of white dominance in um, the American culture. And so, why supremacy? So the concept of supremacy um, in in relationships, in governing relationships, is the idea that you need someone you need some you need some uh someone some organization to control the laws of the land you need someone or some organization to be able to say this is the way things are done and we're all going to abide by that you need someone to be able to first establish order and the second to um someone first to establish the ground rules and someone uh, and then th those same people or people that are appointed by that supreme body to um 
maintain that order, to create a system to maintain that order. Like this is the way things are. This is the way we're conducting ourselves. This is the order of which things are going to go and we're going to all move in that direction. So that is the idea of order in a supremacy in a governing body. And that is the concept that that makes people to, um, and, and that's the idea of supremacy, that there has to be someone who establishes that order. Otherwise, there's going to be anarchy. There's going to be chaos. There's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be out of control. And so that's the that's the concept. That's the idea we're talking about when we're talking about this supremacy. So the question is, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Isn't it isn't the opposite of that chaos Isn't the opposite of that order? I mean, and this 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 destruction and or this this organization. After all, like so let's let's bring that down to a smaller level. So like if in, in a marriage relationship, there's a husband and there's a wife. And so someone has to and then there's the children. So people always say that, you know, the Bible, you know, for example, in the, in, in the Christian religion, that God is a God of order. So that's why he makes the man the head of the household and that the man has to kind of, you know, establish order and then, you know, everything else kind of spills off from there. And so, you know, you know, laying the ground rules and kind of telling people like, you know, this is the way we're going to do things. But there always has to be that one, that nucleus in the group that kind of holds everything together and tells everyone, okay, this is the way we're doing things. And that's the idea of supremacy. It's that like final say. It's like, you know, you all can do what you want. Like God is the supreme being. Like all that's what it all, that's where it all comes from. It's like you all can do what you want to do. You have a, a certain degree of freedom. But at the end of the day, when things get out of hand, someone has to step in and bang the gavel and say, hey, this is, it's, it's gone on long enough. I'm gonna brain it in now. This is where the, this is where we draw the line. Your freedom has been, you've kind of crossed the line here. So that's the idea of supremacy. It's like someone who gets the final say, someone who kind of says, like, laws don't get broken, rules don't get changed unless this supreme being entity or group of people actually say, okay, you know, if, if there's any question about what order, whether this order is, has been breached, this supreme being or group or entity are the ones that are going to say, yes, this is, this is, this is actually okay. This is actually what we had in mind when we established this, or no, this is not what we had in mind when we established this. You're, you, you're out of line and you got to get going because if you if we let this go on any longer this is going to fall apart what we are trying to do is going to fall apart so that is essentially what um this whole idea of supremacy is this overruling overriding thing and it could mean and there's so much there's so it's so rich with implication it's so rich with implication um it's so rich with implication now i've said a lot here and the fact of the matter is that um you know the, some people will automatically gut reaction response is no, there is no alternative. And don't be so harsh to say that those people are racist. Um, but some people will automatically say, no, there is no alternative, that the alternative is chaos, the alternative is fascism, the alternative is communism, the alternative is anarchy, and we don't want that. Um, but I beg to, to imply that the reason why the decentralized autonomous organizations struck me and this whole conversation, this, this whole, like I've been, I've been, um, in, I've been, um, investigating this whole thing with blockchains recently. 
the reason why I've been investigating, I've been investigating for multiple reasons, but the reason why the, the um, investigating blockchains made me start thinking about the structure of society is because the idea of blockchains is a, is a the idea of blockchains and cryptocurrency is a trustless system. It's a trustless system. The idea of supremacy is based on trust. There can be no supremacy without trust. The idea of supremacy, let me repeat that, is based on trust. There can be no supremacy without trust. So in order for God, in order for, in order for someone to say that God is supreme, in order for God to be supreme in someone's life, God is, because, you know, people say God is, Christians say God is supreme. Christians, Muslims, you know, anyone who believes in a God will say that God, the whole idea of God is the supreme being, this all-powerful supreme being who has power over your life. But the very idea of that God being, and for you to give that God, like, you know, complete control over your life, like whatever I, whatever you want, I will do it for you to be obedient to that supreme God. And you have to trust that God, you have to trust that that God is supreme, you have to trust in that God, you have to trust and trust. There can be no trust unless there's proof of that God, God supremacy, there's not only this, there's proof that there's, that God is supreme, but there's also um, proof that, that God cares about you. So trust and love go hand in hand. So if you look at the idea of God, there's multiple things. There's multiple things that that God, uh, that qualifies that God. There's trust. There's love. So if you read the Bible, I don't know much about the Quran. I don't know much about any other book. All I know is about the Bible because that's something that I've studied at, at, in depth at length. I've read the entire thing. So the Bible is talks a lot about love. The Bible promotes the Bible, uh, but the Bible teaches that God loves you totally and unconditionally. The Bible teaches you that you should put your 100% complete and total trust and surrender to God. And these are the elements of what makes God supreme. That's the elements that allows, allows for the Christian to be able to give God that supremacy in their life and for the millions of Christians all over the globe to surrender to the care and the supremacy of God. So think about the think about the ideology of white supremacy. White supremacy if you believe it exists, just like the same thing with Christianity, there's some people who believe it exists and there's some people who don't believe it exists. So for those that believe white supremacy exists, they believe that there's a system that um, that there's a system that uh, that exists that is being governed by a white uh, population. And this system is the architecture of the system is that what white people say goes and that the people who are part of this system trust are putting their trust in white people. And in order for you, and the only reason that, and, and that this whole system is based on trust. Like white people would not have, it would, like the, the white privilege we talk about is a trust-based system. You have to trust the white person in order for you to, so um, financial system is backed by, uh, the financial system is held up and propped up by European, by Europe and the America and the United States and 
um, and white, white, white people, um, you know, uh, governments that are allowed to have weapons and things like that. All the, all the people who are kind of ruling and governing the entire global political, uh, uh, circles are based on the idea that whites are the, are the kind of bearers of this knowledge and this power and this wisdom and this, uh, and this, and this, and this wealth and that they're going to use it wisely and benevolently. And if you think about it, that's also the Christian idea of God. That God has all this power and he is supreme and that he's going to use all his power and might and, 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 and abundance benevolently for your good if you do what he says. So that is the idea of supremacy. And that's a power, and it's a power dynamic. Supremacy can only exist in a trust-based relationship. So when, when people use the, when people are doing this whole fight supremacy campaign, what they're saying is that we can't trust anybody. Let's not try to say that people are, that let's not give anybody complete power. Let's not give any human being complete power because we're all fallible. We all have we all like if any of us are put in a situation where we can and are allowed to uh abuse another person most likely we're going to do it most likely we are going to do it and if you look at psychological experiments that have been done in the past there is the i believe the Stanford prison experiments there is the there's a lot of psychological experiments in there where people have been given the opportunity to torture and to uh, do all kinds of things to people. Every time there's a war, every time there's a torture opportunity, people go ahead and do it. There's a very rare situations where people do not get into that primal instinct. And so this is one of the arguments for religion because people do not have people apart from people believe that apart from a religious, um, a religious, a religious, uh, uh, a religious kind of grounding. People do not have the, the direct kind of like impulse instinct towards, um, you know, uh, benevolence or like, you know, moral people don't have that more instinctive moral compass. So all that being said, um, the idea to fight supremacy is just take away this trust, take away this idea that we should just trust people, that we should just give up trust. And so when I say, when I'm saying this to say that right now we have this whole, um, this whole idea of the blockchain system. The blockchain is a trustless system. It's a trustless system that uh, because if you, it's a trustless system. I highly recommend you look up blockchain. I will not go into the detail about blockchain in this video because that will make this video three hours long and you do not want that. I already ramble and I don't want to go into that, but I will say this much. Blockchain is a trustless system. Bitcoin is a trustless system. You don't have to trust anybody when you're exchanging Bitcoin. Right now, the way the current banking system is set up, Money, you have to trust that the people, that the money that you spend is actually worth something. The paper, do I have any dollars on me? I don't, the, the paper money that you spend, you have to trust that that piece of paper is actually worth $5 or $1 or $10. They're all paper. They all just, they're all made of the same thing. 
but one has a one on it, one has a five on it, one has a ten on it. What makes one one and one five and one ten? And that is based on trust. It's based on trust, but there are le- but there are things that make it trustworthy. And those I won't go into in this video. There are things that make it trustworthy, and that's based on the system that um, supports it. What makes it trustworthy is based on a system that supports it. Now, that system can be untrustworthy. And some things that have happened in recent years, 2008 financial crisis or whatever, have made people to doubt that that system is trustworthy recently. So in 2009, I think it was, or around the same time as the financial, the financial crisis hit, Bitcoin was um, invented or, or was, uh, it was, um, discovered, invented, whatever. Somebody wrote a white paper um, about the potential for this new uh, trustless cash, this trustless digital currency system. And that is not based on central banking. Central is another word for supremacy. Um, if you really think about it, extrapolate it, um, centralized systems, uh, which are, 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 are separate from decentralized systems, are based on the idea of supremacy, which is that one one group of people, one body, one entity is trustworthy and and should be and should be responsible for controlling everything else. Should should be responsible for writing the rules and then enforcing the rules for everybody else. But I think innately human beings know that that doesn't work because if they because that's why the founding fathers of the United States of America created checks and balances within the United States government. That's why we have the Senate. That's why we have the judiciary, uh, the judiciary system. We have the executive system. We have the um, legislative, legislative. I think judiciary, legislative, uh, executive, whatever. We have the different levels of of government that can override and you know, su- and override and overrule each other um, when if need be. So, like, if the president starts going crazy, there are people who can actually be like, no. We, you go, you tripping right now. This is not what our constitution says. And if the, if the Senate goes, if the Senate starts tripping, we have the president who can use his uh, executive power and be like, no, we're trying to look out for the good of the people. So we have those things. But sometimes even those things, which were also created by people, can be, if, if controlled by a, you know, malevolent majority, can also be corrupted. So this idea of, of a of a trustless system, which would which is a decentralized system, which is what the blockchain system is, is actually what the opposite of supremacy is. Now, under I don't know if I explained decentralized systems well in this. In fact, I know I didn't because there's going to be people who are just like, "What the heck is that?" Um, in the example of blockchain. A decentralized system is <sighs> a decentralized system is a system in which multiple people are responsible for tracking or um, or keeping or keeping tally or keeping score of transactions of of whether or not like there are rules. <sighs> Gosh, I don't know how to explain it because I've only recently started studying this or like you know doing research on it. There's, you know, about like, I, I don't know the details of smart contracts and different other things, but I do know it in, re- in relation to cryptocurrency, which is that, you know, um, multiple people keep track of ledgers and transactions. 
um, uh, keep track of transactions. So you don't really have to trust that your that your money is or your money or currency um, is uh, you have the right amount or you have as much the quantity that exists of value is what it is because there are multiple people that have that are keeping track of the same value that you're holding and so um if multiple people are keeping track of that same value and the majority of those people uh have to agree based on this and it's not even that they themselves are keeping track of it it's their computer system that's keeping track of it so it's a it's a um it's a uh it's an emotionless unbiased entity that's actually keeping track of it keeping track of that then if that's the case, then there's no need for you to worry that the value that you're possessing, that you possess, is actually the value that you are supposed to possess. So, but currently with the, uh, with the way our centralized system is, we are, we are subject to inflationary measures. Today, a dollar could be worth, um, today a dollar could be worth a dollar, but then you go to Nigeria and it's worth 300 naira today but then tomorrow you go to nigeria and it's only worth five naira and you're like my dollar was going further before but now it's not going as far and today gas is worth this much and then so and and so in that case uh you know um money the fact that money the value of money changes so much in a centralized system because of inflationary measures and it's not necessarily that there's one person that's affecting those inflationary factors like it's not just like one person that's just like okay yeah the money's going to be changing we're literally changing the money value um it's just that you know there's a lot going on in that that there's a lot of there's just too many factors that are causing it so for example somebody could be destroying could destroying um, notes um, there could be other countries, other parties involved that could be um, inflating their own currencies. So there's a lot of things that could be occurring that could be causing your money to depreciate or increase in value. So that will be causing your money to uh, change value all the time. So the, all that being said, decentralized can be better because then you always know the exact value. Uh, you always know that your Bitcoin is a Bitcoin. And it's everyone else's money that's changing. Your Bitcoin is still a Bitcoin. So as you can see, like right now, Bitcoin is still a Bitcoin. And it's worth $5,000, like like $4,000, $4,000 and something dollars now. And so it's the same Bitcoin, though. Um, so all that, like, that's something that that's really needs to be, be thought about. Like, but that's, uh, but that's a blockchain system. The fact of the matter is these things are tracked. Not only are they tracked, but they're 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 um, they're monitored by multiple people. So there are multiple authority there are multiple authority uh, there are multiple bodies of authority that are keeping track of the fidelity of the system. So the fidelity of the system is being established and maintained by multiple nonpartisan, like multiple um, multiple uh, non non non-partisan bodies like the they, they're not like they're, they don't have any no no um they have no no loyalty to each other so it's like someone in japan who don't know nothing about the dude in timbuktu they both have access to this ledger they're both they're both um they're both in a very unbiased way making sure that the fidelity of the system remains intact 
for their own purposes, for their own benefit. And so the system remains intact because these people have no, no ben they have no um, interest, they have no like love for each other outside of the fact that they both want the system to remain working. They both want their, not even the, the system itself to remain working, but they want their computer to be remain working and they want to continue to benefit from the system. So they have no real reason to like corrupt the system. So, but then extrapolate that to like millions of people who are all kind of just keeping the system going. And so you have a million, you have a bunch of people who are invested in keeping a system going, who all are uh, powerful in their own right and doing their part to kind of keep the system going. And none of them really have any, they don't, it's not, they, 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 regardless of their feelings or their love or hate for one another, all they really care about is like, they can do whatever kind of business that they want outside of the, the computer itself and the Bitcoin itself. But they're all, the only thing that matters is that, um, they want, the, they, they, they have their computer on and the, the computer is doing its work. So, but they themselves as a human being, their emotions have nothing to do with it. Their feelings towards each other have nothing to do with it. Their ups and downs and mood swings on a day-to-day -day basis based towards themselves, their family members, their community and the people and the, and the person that they're doing business with have nothing to do with the system. The system keeps running. So that is the opposite of supremacy is decentralization. That the, the idea that nobody has control of the system. It's completely autonomous. It, it, it operates on its own. And the maintenance of the, of the, of the thing, it, it, it operates on its own. So it's maintained, it's maintained by itself. But then at the same time, it's like, it's, it's fidelity is ensured regardless of whether or not you trust each other. So that's the idea of decentralized, a decentralized system. And let me just say that um, the reason, one of the things is that it's difficult right now to maintain that type of a system in its purest form amongst governments because right now um, the, there's such an imbalance. There's such an imbalance in the way the world works. There's a lot of different things that are, there are a lot of different factors at play in the way the world works. Um, so you have you have the government, you have the rich governments, you have the powerful governments, you have governments that are not as advanced, not as rich, not as powerful, not as, not as, um, not as strong, not as advanced. Um, you have them trying to get into the game, trying to learn, trying to develop, trying to, um, trying to move forward. And then you have people who are taking advantage of those people and then trying to like play the, play the game. But it's like, you can't play the game. You can't literally, you can't play the game with a baby. Like, you cannot play the, like, you can literally not play the game. You can't play chess with an infant. You can't play chess with an infant. So I say this, I'm going to be straight up. I'm going to be blunt about it. It's like the Western world talks about wanting to do trade or do whatever or wants to keep keeps talking about its relationship with Africa for example either when they're talking about Africa they want to either be the savior or they want to play equal or they want to be equal with Africa or whatever but my thing is 
can you really do either of those things? And when we talk about supremacy, it's like it's really hard. And we talk about I'm not just talking about Africa. I'm talking about anywhere where the where the balance of power is off, where the balance of power is off, because you can't because the trust is gone. The trust is gone. If the balance of power is off, the trust is gone. So what system can you actually have? So I don't know if I should move forward to this video because it's already super long and I don't want to go into entirely different conversation. So I'm going to leave it up to you. What do you think about supremacy? Do you think that decentralized systems are the way to go? Do you think that do you think that the spike supremacy movement is a good thing, a bad thing? Do you think that um, decentralized systems are an alternative? Do you think there's a way to do an decentralized system in a um, in the governmental uh, in a government uh, in a government uh, in terms of government agencies or a government in a government uh, in, in a government construct? Do you think there's a way to do decentralized systems? in the government or global construct? Do you think there's a way to do that and create a system where it's decentralized? Like the way they talk about decentralized autonomous organizations, do you think it's possible? And if so, share your thoughts, share your thoughts, share your thoughts. Um, you may see more videos about this topic from me because I think this is an extremely interesting topic. I think this is, this is like this, I think this topic is the future. Honestly, I, I honestly believe this topic is the future because, um, because technology, all these things, innovation is progressing so quickly. And those people who are behind the developing countries are so far behind that the power dynamic is so off that this needs to have a, this conversation needs to happen. So it's going to happen. So I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to let you guys, um, if anyone wants to join the conversation, leave a comment. Um, if you haven't given this any thought whatsoever, you may see more videos about this from me in the future. You most likely will see more videos about this from me in the future. Um, if I don't become, you know, if, if I don't get bored of it, I probably won't, but you might see more comments. Anyway, peace. Love ya. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you like and you want to support the creation of more content like this, head on over to patreon.com and become a patron. As a patron, you'll get behind the scenes sneak peeks of projects that I'm currently working on personal updates, and videos you'll never see here on YouTube. Hope to see you there. Bye.